In Between Sundays, Episode 5. Happy Father's Day. You're listening to In Between Sundays, where we give you the essentials to live in the world outside of church. From your first job after college, to getting married, to becoming the father, and then spoiling your grandchildren, this is a podcast for the other six days of the week. (laughs) That's a long intro. (laughs) Yeah, it's a special Father's Day intro. Yay, special Father's Day. Uh, Happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there. I think we have a couple on Ustream. Um, Welcome to In Between Sundays, a podcast for young adults. Uh, uh, My name is Pat. And I'm Nick. We are brothers who have started this podcast dedicated to young adults and uh, helping people grow in spirituality and building community online for all of those Christian young adults. Because it's definitely an area in the church that is lacking, so hopefully we can fill that gap with this podcast. That's right. It's going to be a great podcast today. This is, uh, as we said, their special Father's Day episode, and uh, we've got a couple of things planned. Uh, first of all, we've got a lot of feedback. We've been going out, getting feedback from people who have been telling us things about their father, and then we are going to talk about uh, things that we've been working on in our lives, the help I've fallen bit. We're going to have a Catholic challenge and some special Father's Day material. Yes. So if you're a father, or maybe if you have a father, uh, stick around and uh, listen to this episode. Maybe email it to your father and uh, just tell him how much you uh, you love him. So like Nick said, we have a whole lot of feedback. Uh, we have a new feedback number. Uh, the number is 206-337-7945. And we put that up on our website asking people to tell us some of their favorite memories of their father. And uh, let's go ahead and play one and uh, we'll be playing them throughout the episode. Hey, Nick and Pat, it's Rochelle, and I'm calling from Overland Park, Kansas, and I love your podcast. My favorite memory, well, I have a few, of my dad. One of them is the advice that he gave me as I was starting my first real job, and I was overwhelmed and stressed out, and um, he works on air conditioners all day, so I thought, what advice can he really give me about my job? And he said, Rochelle, you need to do what you like the least first, and get that out of the way. So... The rest of your day, you can concentrate on doing what you really enjoy and make that the focus. And that has saved me many, many times in life and in work, so that always makes me smile. My dad is awesome. Um, I love him so much, and he's always taught me to play. He works so hard, but he always takes time to play. And when we were little, if we wanted him to play Legos or wrestle or, or goof off, play softball in the yard, he was always up for it, and he would always spend time with us doing that and he's done that clear to this day now now it's bigger toys like going to the lake or um skiing or even just playing cards he always takes time to spend with us and i think as a dad that's so important that he just spends quality time with his kids so that's something i definitely want um in my future family as well so those are some of my greatest memories my favorite funniest one is most recent um we went surfing together in san diego and he wanted nothing to do with it but after watching the surfers, he got up really early one morning and watched them. We were going to drink coffee and read the paper and relax, and he said, I want to go surfing. So we went to surf school, and when we were out there in the middle of the ocean, he just looked at me and he said, Rochelle, we're surfing in the middle of the ocean. And he was the happiest kid I had ever seen, and um, it just teaches me to keep keep growing, keep dreaming, and I aspire to be very much like him one day and um i admire him and love him very much so happy father's day thanks to all you wonderful dads and 
good luck. Keep up the good work with the podcast. Bye. Well, thank you, Rochelle. For yeah, your dad sounds like a really awesome guy. Yes, he does. That's our friend Rochelle here in town. And uh, so we'll be, as we go through the podcast, uh, we'll be playing different feedback pieces that we'll, we've gotten from people. So uh, you can look forward to hearing a few more. Yeah. So other than uh, Father's Day going on, uh, I have a new little thing that I, I would like to tell you about, Nick. I was, I was at... Uh, <laughs> I was at Ascension, where okay. I volunteer at the youth group there with uh, my friends Joe and Chelsea, and we do this kind of Bible study thing on Tuesday nights. And we started. It used to be where we would go around in a circle and we would do low highs because you you tell like you're you're low for the week, but then you always end on a high. Uh, well, now they went to this camp called Camp Barnabas, and they learned this new thing called the three J's, and it's kind of the same thing, a little bit different. Uh, the three J's is your junk, your joy, and your Jesus moment for the week. Oh, this sounds real interesting. So I thought we would share that. Um, I can go first. That way it gives you some time to think. Okay, so wait. Explain to me, okay, what's so junk? Your junk is like, you know, something that's going on in your life that's kind of got you down this week or today. I mean, the, the time doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, something that's is just kind of beaten down on me, or maybe I'm struggling with something. Okay, and, and, and then your joy—it's joy, like you're high. You know, it's like, hey, this this thing happened. You know, this was really cool. Uh, and then your Jesus moment is sometime where you either saw Jesus and someone else, or uh, you know, you just you had that kind of aha moment. Okay. So, and uh, so. Here are my three J's. And I right. thought maybe we'd, we would do this periodically. Uh, my first one, my junk, is, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I just, I've been going crazy lately. My uh, my mind has just, uh, I've I've been not organized at all today. Actually, on the way over here, I, com- I completely couldn't find my keys, right? Uh-huh. And then I come back down, I'm looking for them, looking for them. It was in the pile of stuff I had already set to leave, and I was actually carrying out the door. So I was carrying my keys out the door, and then I thought I forgot them, and I set that stuff down. I looked at for them for like 10 minutes. <laughs> That's funny. So my mind, it's just been kind of going off the wall. My joy moment is this past week, I worked uh, some commercials, some Sonic commercials, and it's always the same crew, and it's so nice to see them all because it's they're just like family. Uh, since it's always the same crew, that doesn't happen all the time. So you get to see uh, everybody. Um, and, and that was just really nice to kind of catch up with people. I hadn't seen them in about a month, so uh, that was pretty fun. Uh, and in my Jesus moment was last Sunday at Mass. Father Tom, our pastor at uh, Ascension, had this really rockin' homily. Uh, it was, uh, let's see, last Sunday was uh, the Sunday for Body and Blood of Christ. Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, yes. And... Uh, he gave this awesome homily talking about how he had a friend who was uh, a Protestant and did not believe in the Eucharist. And the only reason she didn't was because she would go to Mass and she saw um, people just being very casual at, uh, you know, when they would receive communion. And she said, well, if this is really the presence of Christ here in the Eucharist, I would be down on my knees weeping or prostrating on the ground. And uh, that just really hit home for me, and um, I think I'm going to spend some more time in Eucharistic adoration because of it. So it's just kind of cool. seeing that moment, uh, and yeah. So what are your three Js? Well, uh, my junk is uh, 
Well, I I went to a fairly large retail store over the weekend to get groceries. I I don't want to say the name on on the podcast, but <laughs> uh, one of the things that I did was I realized I was out of shampoo. So I uh, and this and by retail store I mean like wholesale warehouse. So what I did was I bought a bit, a fairly large amount of shampoo at this place because well they don't let you buy anything smaller. So it's probably the equivalent of I don't know a gallon's worth of shampoo oh or something gosh. like this. So I started using it this morning, and it totally smells like girl shampoo. <laughs> so I have a gallon's worth of girl shampoo oh, wow. that I have to get, ri- I have to somehow get rid of. So I've been trying to figure while. out. Like uh, I looked up creative uses, of what you can use shampoo for, and I, I didn't realize this, but uh, some people have been claimed you can use it for like as a car cleaner. As a zipper lubricant, I have no idea how in that world how in the world that works, but wow. it's parallel as it does. And like you can use it to clean paint brushes and, and things like that. So um, if anybody out there knows good uses for shampoo, we might just have a little segment called Help Nick Get Rid of His Girly <laughs> Shampoo. And you can call us on the feedback line and, and uh, give me some suggestions there. Well at least you know, at least you have shampoo. At least you at least <laughs> they had shampoo at the store. True. So what's what's your joy moment? Um, my joy moment was probably going out this past weekend with a friend to uh, say goodbye. It was a, like a little goodbye party with him, and uh, I actually we went to a, a place that plays country music, and I'm really not a big fan of country music. However, uh, I had a good time when I was there, so that was actually a, a nice turnaround. They they it didn't play as much country music as I thought. They played a lot more modern music and some music that they we you know you can line dance to i liked it cool and my jesus moment happened i think it was last night on tuesdays at the boulevard we i was at mass and uh, just happened to have a really nice after communion prayer time so it was really nice it was good good well that's that's what's been going on with us and uh also uh we have a What's my line for this podcast? And that is the word popsicles. So, yes. Celebration of summer, know, I guess. The what's my line is a word that we will try to work in during the rest of the podcast. And if you call in and give us one, we will send you a special prize. So, that is the what's my line. It is the, the word is popsicle. Hi, my name is Jerry. And my memory of my father is after Sunday on Mass, when we would come out of Mass, my father would decide which one of the kids was going to be able to sit on his lap going down the street when we would get to our street um, close to home, and he would let us drive the car down the street and into the driveway. And we always looked forward to that every Sunday. That was something special that we got to do with him. The other memory that I have of him is when he would often drive us to school or drive us around in the car, my father often prayed in the car, and the look on his face was just beautiful. He would get this peaceful curtain that would come over his face and just have this just total euphoric look of peace on his face as he would say his prayers. I can often remember looking over at him when I was little and just looking at him and just thinking, wow, he just he was so beautiful when he was praying. So those are my wonderful memories of my father, and he died about six years ago. So just want to say I miss you and I love you. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Bye. I fall and I can't get up. She falls in a well, eyes go cross. She gets kicked by a mule, they go back to normal. At the end of this day, 
One shall stand. One shall fall. You better say your prayers, you flea-bitten varmint! So welcome to the Help I'm Fallen segment, and uh, Pat, you came up with the idea for this one, so go ahead and explain it. Well, it's mainly just because of what's been going on. I've just been super busy and not really feeling like I've been getting anything done. And I don't know if you just had those days, but uh, I mean, I worked a really long, like week-long shoot, and so now I've got all those emails and different things that I have to catch up on. And so uh, that's, that's more or less where I am is you know trying to go through this pile of mail and email and and reply and and trying to work on other projects now kind of get back in the groove so yeah just, and and what's amazing about that is that will it totally can unbalance your life you know we're both big fans of reading matthew kelly and he has that book called the rhythm of life uh, which we'll have in the show notes in case you haven't read it and he talks about there's a balance between four areas of your life exercise work reading and prayer and when any one of those areas is is unbalanced then your whole life kind of feels like it's unbalanced well and i gotta say i feel like the whole life is unbalanced right now uh it's i mean i'm laughing about it but it's actually quite concerning to me uh uh, i mean you know i've been your exercise partner you've been going way more to the gym than i have and uh uh, work's been good but uh and i've been wanting and it's like i have all these books i want to read but then i i feel like i don't have the time and and I've been I've been going to mass, but I'm I'm again as I said earlier after this Sunday I want to try to challenge myself to at least spend one hour in adoration or some sort of silent prayer, kind of t- uh, what Matthew Kelly calls is taking your time in the in the classroom of silence. Uh, no matter what religion you are, uh, that's that spiritual need whether you're religious or you're just spiritual, right? Um, you still you still long for that that spiritual uh, time alone. Absolutely. Actually, my my big thing right now is I'm trying to get back into the what's what we call the GTD method, which stands for getting things done. He's by an author by the name of David Allen. He's one of my favorites, and uh, he's there's a number of other websites out there called Life Hacker and Forty Three Folders that deal with his GTD method, along with another book that I've read called Bit Literacy by Mark Hurst, who runs a, a blog called the Good Experience Blog, and he has a whole conference about that. So for me, it's it's all about just making lists and making sure that I know what I need to get done. And as Alan talks about in his book, being okay with not doing the stuff when I'm not doing it. What what do you mean by that? Because, see, I, I feel like, you know, like tonight, for example, we're re- recording the podcast, but and I'm fine with that. But then back in my mind, I'm also thinking about all the different things that I need to do, work on my website, and right. I've got this project coming up, and... Well, his, yeah. the idea behind his book is that if if you've ever thought of something more than once, you're thinking inefficiently because you're having to remind yourself constantly. So what you need to do is you need to get it written down into a system that's going to be easily organized that your mind's going to review on a normal enough basis that you're not going to be constantly reminding yourself of everything you need to do. So it's almost like a, it's, it's writing stuff down so you can forget it. Only the, only the only reason you would want to do that is because you're going to actually review it enough times that you're not going to feel like you're going to forget it, in which case your mind's going to be okay with doing one task at a time. Well, I guess that's where I am. I don't have a system down yet to do that. Like I have post-its on my desk, and then I have like a little blackboard thing that I write stuff on, but then I also have my to-do list that I have on my Google uh, account and things like that. 
Um, so maybe, I don't know, what would, uh, what do you think? I just need to put it all on one? Well, you know, what's real funny is, I believe it was the 43 folders guy. His name is Merlin Mann. He came up with what he calls the Hipster PDA. And the Hipster PDA is a bundle of 3x5 note cards that you clip together with a little alligator clip. And you just keep that in your pocket. <laughs> and as you, need, as you need to write down stuff you need to remember, you just take one 3x5, you write it down, and you keep all those. And then when you get back to your office, you throw them on your inbox and you process them through the GTD method. Now, I kind of took that and I modified it so that I actually had, until I got my iPhone because I keep everything on there now, although I'm thinking about going back to this other system. Wow, you're going to downgrade from your iPhone? You know, there's something to be said for paper. It it really works well. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, but anyway, what you do is, what I did was I had a a separate note card for each one of my to-do lists that was split up by where I was or whether I was on the phone or whether I was at the office. And I kept all those in this little hipster PDA. And as I needed to get rid of stuff, I'd just check it off or cross it off the list. There you go, the hipster PDA. (laughs) Yeah, so I think sometimes technology makes us uh we want to just itemize everything every little nook and cranny and that's not necessary to do well and a lot of my work is on the computer so i sometimes i do feel that way you know i have it in multiple places and stuff so yeah well uh we'll probably revisit this but that's just how i've been feeling that's my help i'm fallen moment so. yeah so let us know what your favorite way is to keep organized and uh we'll we'll Happy, happy to play it on a future show. Yeah, give us a call at 206-337-7945. That's our feedback line. This is Emily Miles, and I'm calling from Shawnee, Kansas. My favorite uh, Father's Day memory is probably when, I guess five or six years ago, that um, my father and I would go out maybe about 6 o'clock in the morning and play golf for about five hours straight, so 18 holes. And that was just a great bonding experience between us, and we really got to know each other and just kind of grow up with a good father-daughter bonding time, and that pretty much pretty much lasts about five or six years. And so it was just a wonderful time to get to know my dad. And for all those fathers out there, and I wish you guys a happy Father's Day. I triple dog dare you. No, before this is over, I'm gonna need a whole lot of serious therapy. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Well, this is our Catholic challenge. Uh, it's pretty simple, actually. I mean, it's Father's Day. So and I guess you can figure out maybe what our Catholic challenge might yes. center around. Yes. It's probably going to center around your dad. Yes. Well, um... I know we're going to do something special for Father's Day. I'm not sure what it is. We have fa- and if we and actually, if we did know what it was, like we would let our dad know because he listens to this podcast. Yes, I mean we have something special planned, but we cannot tell you, Father. Right. Um, so anyway, our, our our Catholic challenge is actually going to be fairly simple this this week, and that is to take some time, maybe a day or uh, some time with your dad, and spend it with him and offer some prayers for him. Yeah, and I'm not just talking about, like, hey, let's go grab a burger with my dad. I mean, if that's all you can do, that's cool. But, like, really spend some time with him and, uh, I don't know, ask him. Thank him for being your dad. Yeah, go have beer with him if if your dad likes beer. Or, uh, I don't know. Yeah, thank him for being your dad. Thank him for, I don't know, 
if, if you ask for money all the time, like I did when I was little or something, and he gave it to you, thank him for that. <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, spend some time with your dad and, and pray for him. Really pray for him. Hello, my name is Kathy Murphy. My father was Andrew Schmidtlein, S-C-H-M-I-D-T-L-E-I-N. My father taught me ethics. My father, who is now, who is now deceased, taught me moral principles. Uh, a fond memory, being the oldest of four children, sometimes there wasn't a whole lot of time for one-on-one. After taking me with him to confession, we would stop at the neighborhood drugstore and would get a fountain drink. So most people would normally not look forward to confession and reconciliation, but I always anticipated that to be able to share that special time with my father afterwards. The fun times, too, of when he would arrive home from work, we'd be out playing on the street, we'd run up the sidewalk as he drove up the street, and at the end of the driveway, he'd let me hop in the car, sit in his lap, and I'd be able to steer the car up the driveway. So there are others, but due to the limited time of the recording here, I just wanted to share a few. Um, And although he's deceased, I feel like he is with me um, continuing to to guide and and to love us from above. So thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, Kathy, for that feedback. And um, thank you to everybody who sent us feedback. That's right. Um, so this is, uh, our special episode for father's day and, uh, we have an interview we're going to play a little bit later, but we wanted to talk to you guys about, um, who, you know, St. Joseph was the father of Christ. And he also happens to be the patron saint of fathers. He is. Uh, so we were just going to talk to you guys about St. Joseph a little bit. Um, he's a pretty cool guy, uh, in my opinion, he, well, and you know what's interesting is there are no words that are quoted of him in the Bible. So we don't have any words of St. Joseph at all that we know of. But we, what's interesting is, is we there, there have been a number of people who have basically said, look, here's some stuff that we can ascertain from what we know about St. Joseph from kind of what we hear about in the Bible. So the basically what they've said is, is you don't have any words from him, but... He didn't divorce Mary. Like he quietly tried to uh, divorce her, which was actually a valiant thing. I mean, he had every right to divorce her, but he decided not to, especially after his dream. So we know he was obedient to God. We know that because they went through the ritual, you know, uh, presentation of Jesus in the Bible, that he and Mary were devout Jews. Uh, and we know that he was a father figure for Jesus because in one of the Gospels it talks about how Jesus uh, grew up and uh, became wise in age over a spirit pe- period of years. And that's about as much as we know about Jesus in his adolescence before he comes back on the scene and starts doing all the type of stuff that he does that ends up making the Gospels written about him. Well, and I, I have to imagine that the relationship between Jesus and Joseph was just like anybody's, you know, father. You know, he probably taught him the trade of carpentry because that's what Joseph was. And, and uh, you know, it probably took them out for ice cream. I don't know. Obviously, they didn't have ice cream back then. But I'm sure, you know, he obviously provided for his family. Uh, and he trusted in God uh, very much. I mean, that that was a pretty hard... I mean, if you think about it back in those days, if Mary was your wife and she came to you and said, hey, I'm pregnant, but I haven't been with a man, 
you'd be kind of like, well, you're kind of a liar. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's pretty, that's some faith right there for Joseph to say, you know what, that's okay. Uh, we're still going to stay together and we're going to raise this child that, you know, is not necessarily mine. So, uh, it is. So Joseph's a pretty cool guy. And uh, we have a, there's a devotion that I found to St. Joseph, which we'll have in the show notes. And uh, so that's kind of uh, something to keep in mind this Father's Day. And so with that, we're going to go ahead and play our interview that we did with, um, this is my, uh, between myself, my brother Brian, and my dad. And we talked a lot about just what it means to be a father and some of the cool stuff we did as we became, as this kind of, as we were growing up. So um, that'll be, that'll kind of finish up our podcast. Uh, remember to give us a call if you have any questions of faith or if you have some show suggestions. You can reach us at 206-337-7945. Or you can send us an email at feedback at inbetweensundays.com. It's, a, it's our new email account for feedback. So feedback at inbetweensundays.com. Thanks a lot for listening and happy Father's Day to happy all Father's the fathers Day out to there. Everyone. And happy Father's Day to you, Dad. We love you. Well, this is our Father's Day episode, and we have on the phone today, we have my father, his name is Ron, and my brother, Brian. You guys can say hello. Hi. Hello there. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I want to ask you both, uh, what's the your favorite part about being a father? Well, this is Ron. For me, I think it's uh, the opportunity to see your child grow and develop and um learn you know what skills and talents he has and be able to put him to good use and uh, also all the fun times uh, family vacations and uh, doing stuff uh, together that sort of thing yeah i'd have to say the same um, you know, my daughter's 18 months old now um, and you know i've seen you know in the beginning you can you have to take care of all the needs and now you know she's able to, to play and i've just seen those changes and she's starting to talk now uh, so it's just really amazing, you know, them developing their own personality and just, you know, watching them grow and, and develop. So aside from that, then, uh, those being your high points, what would be the most frustrating part about being a dad? For me, it would be lack of sleep. <laughs> I won't speak for Brian, but I'm sure he can chime in on that. And uh, probably the other thing would be um, knowing that your child is going to go through some challenges in life and, you know, the the best thing you can do is let them work through some of those on their own. Otherwise, they'll never learn how to deal with other challenges as they get older in life. And Brian, what's your what's the most frustrating part for you right now of uh, being a dad? My daughter is uh, you know, starting to get into things and get into papers. And, uh, and, and the other day, she uh, took my keys and hid them in her room. <laughs> I was uh, looking for them when I was trying to, to go to work. Um, but I mean, right now I was just getting in everything and, uh, and you know, trying to discipline and, and be consistent with that. She's still trying to climb on the fireplace, and so, you know, we pull her off a hundred times, and she still keeps going back. Uh, so just to try to have patience and be consistent with discipline. Now, see, Brian, now that I'm a grandparent, that's just cute and funny. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys were doing it, it was frustrating. <laughs> that's really funny, too. Um, so... You know, dads are kind of known for being the clowns of the family. What's the wackiest thing you can think of that you've done as a father? That maybe you you know that the kids think it's really funny, but at the same time they're shaking their head, going, "We don't know you. We are so embarrassed by you." 
Well, I always kind of look at it that I'm I'm there mostly for comic relief. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't bother me to do stupid, wacky things. Uh, there's probably been so many of them during the course of you guys growing up. I can't really think of one particular uh, instance that, that stands out over another. Yeah, same here. I mean, I've, you know, Stephanie's trying to cut Kayla's fingernails or something, and, you know, Kayla wants to have nothing to do with that. So, you know, I'm making faces at her and just doing all kinds of things to get her to sit still and, I chase around the room and you know just do all kinds of stuff to just have a good time and and have fun with her dad we have a particular family tradition um that you started if you could maybe kind of explain what it is what we call it and uh what happens on that particular day of our traditional day well i think it was when nicholas when you were in second or third grade um i don't know i just came up with the idea one day about a special day uh, I guess probably what inspired it was we were fortunate enough that uh, mom could stay home with all you guys uh, while I worked and so I got to thinking about well uh, maybe there's a way I could do have a little extra time with you guys just one-on-one -on -one because having three boys uh, you know it got to be quite a zoo um, and so I thought well, it would be kind of fun just to do one-on-one -on -one stuff. So just kind of, that's what I called it. And I thought maybe we go do things that you normally don't get a chance to do. Uh, anyway, it depended on, of course, your age. You know, the idea was to spend the whole day with you guys and take off work. So when you were younger, a typical day would be maybe we go play miniature golf or go horseback riding or something like that then have a what we call a businessman's lunch and generally since it was in the summertime when you guys were out of school uh, we would do something cool in the afternoon like go to a movie or maybe go bowling or something like that then as you guys got older and were able to do more things and uh, learn more about things we would try to do things that most kids don't just get automatically introduced to every everybody gets automatically introduced to sports or music or whatever but I tried to come up with unique ideas like going to the control tower at the airport getting a tour of that uh, or Brian I think uh, you and I did one time we took a, a tour of the Federal Reserve mm -hmm. Bank Kansas City's fortunate they have one of the few Federal Reserve banks in Kansas City and then they show you a vault at the end that's got a million bucks and let you take home shredded money so I don't know if you ever got all that glued together or not. Did you, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I figured you, you, you could if anybody could. Uh, but then as, as you got older, we would do different things like that, tour a TV station or uh, other thing, kind of behind the scenes idea. I guess part of the idea as you got older was to expose you to things that other people are doing that you might not be aware of just through your regular routine at school or scouts or whatever else you were involved in. So I really, really enjoyed it a lot. I uh, think you guys looked forward to it, and I definitely looked forward to it. Well, you know, it was, what always impressed me so much was uh, it almost it always seemed when we were younger that no matter what it was, uh, you could somehow figure out a way to make it happen. And <laughs> as I got older and we talked about it, uh, you know, about how things ended up going down, uh, what's so amazing, at least I remember you telling me, is that, uh, you, you know, like getting into say get a get a tour of a, a personal tour of a, a airplane control tower, which uh, was my candidate for my favorite thing that we ever did, uh, 
would usually be really tough, but uh, you always told me that you'd explain what the the concept behind the day, and it was usually some other dad on the other end of the phone, and he's like, "Oh, well, that's just like the coolest idea in the world. Let's go ahead and you know make this happen." Yeah, well, that's what did happen because uh, some of those things there's high security. Of course, in those days, most of that was before nine one one. But even so, there were FAA regulations in that case that they had to follow, and uh, generally. If you're going to do that, they had to you know, they had to know ahead of time and get clearance to do it. Or uh, you know, we go down to the Weather Bureau uh, when they moved down to Pleasant Hill, Missouri, and I think they let they let uh, Patrick and I uh, go up into the, actually the the radar um, sphere, which I don't think they were really supposed to do. But fortunately, we <laughs> caught this guy a, a week before he was getting transferred to Texas, so. <laughs> He was very generous with his time. So, yeah, just kind of a behind-the-scenes peek of different things. And most people, you're right, they are parents. And once they heard the idea, they they kind of warmed up to it. And it seemed to work. So, Brian, what was your uh, favorite special day that you had with Dad? Um, I don't know if there's you know one that's my favorite. I mean, there's a lot of things we did. And you know, like doing a, a TV studio or a recording studio. Um, oh. Uh, one of the ones I did was uh, a ride along with a police officer, and you know that was pretty interesting. They let me, you know, use the radar gun and you know see how fast the cars are going, and that you know, was just you know really interesting to see how, how all that works. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the at the end of the night, uh, we ended up chasing down some uh, DUI guys, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, my, my, mine was, uh, we, we already talked about what, what mine originally was, which was getting to go through the control tower at the downtown airport. But the other one that I just remembered that I always thought was really great was um, the one time we got a chance to take a, it was, a, it was pretty much a personal tour through the Garmin headquarters out in Olathe. Oh, yeah. So and that was pretty neat where they were showing us testing airplane equipment and uh, their their floor for working. We had to stay behind a specific yellow line for security reasons. Yeah, I think that was part of their clean room operation where they had real tight specifications they had to maintain. And, uh, I would just think of things throughout the year and then I would just jot them down and have a whole list for when summer came. And then just try to plug in what you guys thought sounded interesting depending on what your age was. Well, yeah, it's, it's, so it's a pretty cool idea. And uh, if anybody who's listening to this podcast currently who might be a dad, it's... Uh, definitely something that makes a big impression on your own children when you do it and you know god willing if i ever become a dad i'm gonna hopefully carry on that tradition as well yeah and I, I you know I, I like to do the same thing with you know my daughter too and um and by the way dad i think you owe me a couple uh hope you know you're overdue for a couple special days here so <laughs> well i told you we'd do it no matter where you lived and ryan lives in chicago so we'll have to do that uh, you know, and I guess just a footnote to that: none of these things had to be very expensive or even even cost money at all. Remember, we I think two years in a row, Brian, you wanted to do paddle boats out at Shawnee Mission Lake, so we did that. Uh, and most of these things weren't really, uh, you know, any kind of budget busters or anything. They were just natural things that are going on in life that uh, you kind of get a glimpse of what other people are doing. So, uh, final question as we finish out the interview um, for both of you: What's the proudest moment that you've experienced when being a father? Uh, 
Well, I think with you, I um, it just blew me away when you received the Pax Christi Award at St. Thomas Aquinas. That just knowing all that goes behind that award and and the thought that goes into it between the faculty and the student body that just uh, really blew mom and I away. That that was just we were so proud. There's been a lot of moments we've been proud of all you guys, but that to me is a standout. In Brian's case, I think again it was in high school. He was we didn't even know he was working on this um, what was it, Brian with the Kansas City Royals Father of the Year Award and that he got picked out out of thousands of essays uh, for us to end up in the top five in Kansas City. Wow, that was just pretty amazing. That, that uh, really uh, blew mom and I away. And we're still very proud of all three of you guys. Yeah, you say that to us all the time. So, <laughs> Brian, what's your, Brian, you haven't been a father for too long, but uh, what's, what's the <laughs> proudest moment that you've had so far in being a father? Uh, probably just seeing Kayla, you know, do some of the, the things, you know, like, if I teach her a word and then she says it or um, we've been telling her to say thank you and please and, and now she's saying that so you know just to to be able to teach her something and and you know have her do it you know it's just a, amazing to you know she, she came into the world and she you know didn't really know a whole lot you know didn't know anything and and you know now she's walking and talking and you know, it's just amazing to be able to be a part of that. I thought you were going to say is when she finally slept all the way through church. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys very much for uh, being on the interview today. And we uh, wish you both a very happy Father's Day and a very happy Father's Day to the people who are listening. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Popsicle.